Welcome to the Hashimoto's Healing Podcast. I'm Chelsea, a fellow Hashimoto's warrior and registered dietitian, and I'm here to help you through your Hashimoto's healing journey and get you feeling good. Yes. Each week, we will dive deep and provide you with tips, tricks, and everything you need on your healing journey from myself and some amazing guests in the community. If you're ready to start ditching those Hashimoto's symptoms and jump headfirst into your healing journey, then stick around. Let's get started. Welcome back. I am so excited. This week we have Miss Brooke Rosmanowski here on the podcast. We're talking all about postpartum, motherhood, Hashimoto's, learning your body, all that good stuff. And I'm so excited because she is just like so amazing at what she does, helping all of these women postpartum and moms and just showing up for themselves and loving their body. Brooke, I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here and chat with you today. I'm so happy. And um, so Brooke, tell us more about who you are, what you do, what you help. I'd love to hear more of your story. Yeah, I'm, so I'm a nutritionist and a personal trainer. Um, over the years, I've transitioned to specializing mostly with moms, although I did work with women um, specifically for a little while. I started in a bigger fitness um, gym for a little over 10 years, and now I've been on my own solo for a little over two years, working specifically with women and now moms. Um, I My fitness journey kind of transitioned, like in your young 20s, I think a lot of it is just about aesthetics and how you look in a bikini, and I really started to learn through that time and through different things that I went through, um, how much stress was playing a role, and about halfway through that time in my career, I lost my dad to cancer and my dad, my uh, body kind of like freaked out from the stress of it all and started going to different positions to see what was going on. I knew enough to know that like nothing was justifying the weight that I was gaining and how I was feeling. And, um, I would ask them to pull my thyroid levels and they would just pull a couple levels and not really, um, you know, send me on my way and tell me everything was fine until I finally got to my third physician and they did a full panel and I was hypothyroid, um, and clinically low with hypothyroid. It got on medication. And so I really started to realize then, um, there was no genetic history of it in my family. My dad had Crohn's disease. We did have genetic history of autoimmunities in our family that, the stress and the things that I was going through was playing a major role in how I was feeling and it wasn't getting talked about. So I really started to transition a lot of what I worked on with clients with discussing what they were doing outside of the gym, not just their workouts and their nutrition, but how they were dealing with life and all those things that were impacting those choices. Um, And then, so I kind of slowly, you know, started to recognize a lot of those things. And then after my husband and I met and we struggled a little bit to get pregnant with our first, I didn't realize how much of an impact my hormones were playing mm-hmm. with everything that was going on. And, um, no one really educated us on that part either, as far as like why I needed to be ovulating. And so I really started to dive into the hormone aspect of it all. Um, and then after getting pregnant and the biggest reason I worked with moms is after having our daughter, I was shocked at what happens in the postpartum stage. I didn't recognize my body. I didn't feel like myself. I was struggling with postpartum anxiety. No one talked to me about what my hormones were going through after I had a baby. No one talked to me about supporting my thyroid after that. It was really after I had her all about her 
and making sure baby was okay. And no one really checked in to make sure mom was okay during that time. So, um, I really started to transition a lot of what I was doing to focusing on moms. And really a lot of that was driven by the personal experiences that I had, but starting to recognize that there were so many other women that were feeling the same way and didn't know what to do and not getting the support that they needed through it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Thank you for sharing your story. I know it's, it's, your story sounds so like it's so familiar. I hear so many women struggling with postpartum, especially with Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, anything going on with the thyroid, because I feel like no one talks about what to expect postpartum, except that you're going to flare and good luck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was no, um, you know, no one told me how important it was to consistently check my thyroid postpartum Mm -hmm. that it could tank or, you know, that it, there's going to be certain periods that I needed to make sure that I was in a good place. No one told me how much my thyroid is going to play a role in breastfeeding. And they really wanted to breastfeed. And I struggled with our first with making sure my supply was good. Um, And so a lot of those, even just those little things that we often overlook after we've had a kid or before we've had a kid, no one told me how much my hypothyroid and the hormonal dysfunction that I had been dealing with were going to impact those things. Um, So I really started to kind of dive into why that was occurring to me. And then I was hearing so many stories from clients of how they were experiencing it. And every time I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I know exactly why you're dealing with this now. Um, so I, I just really have wanted to start to educate women and support women when you are in that postpartum stage of like, this is why you might be struggling. Mm -hmm. This is why you might feel like you're not in your body and, and how to really transition so that, you're not three or four years or more down the road after having a kid and you're still struggling. And Mm -hmm. then it transitions to, you know, I'm living off caffeine through the day and I'm not sleeping well at night and I'm getting severe PMS. If I'm even getting normal, regular periods at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of that, we don't contribute to just supporting ourselves after we've had that kid the right way so that we can transition our motherhood journey to feeling totally different. Yeah. Do you think like, so, um, while we're recording this, I am 24 weeks pregnant. Um, and it, you know, I think one of the things that terrifies me the most and a lot of newly pregnant women with Hashimoto's is the postpartum flare is like, how can I get my body ready? Because like, they always tell you during pregnancy, you're probably going to be fine. You have no symptoms, um, or you're put on medication or, you know, whatever it is that works for you and your body. Is it going to be like a boom, you're a fail. Like, like how, how does postpartum, you give birth to the baby postpartum, then what happens to your thyroid? Like, why does it go? And your all your hormones, why do they go a little crazy and cause this kind of flare? Well, and it, and it can vary from the person, right. From what's going on, but you know, with Hashi's specifically, we don't, we can't always predict what that immune response is going to be, but there is an immune response that's happening. Your body's growing another human. So there's going to be some immune responses that are going on in there. Um, and then after you have a baby, it's usually about 72 hours. And you know, we kind of call it the baby blues where your hormones tank. Right. And we often think of your sex hormones, but your thyroid hormone, like your thyroid is, we have hormones. So it's not just like your thyroid is just this like existing thing. It's a hormonal function that's happening. And so we look at that and 
we all, everyone always thinks of when they hear the term hormone, they think sex hormones, but we're not thinking that it's all encompassing. When your sex hormones are impacted, your thyroid hormones going to be impacted just the same as your adrenals. So really supporting your endocrine function entirely after you've had a baby is really, really critical. So usually I would suggest to a woman after you've had a baby at a minimum, at least six weeks postpartum, when you go in for that, you know, number checkup that you're getting your thyroid pulled at a full thyroid panel to see how things are going. And then generally around six months postpartum, check it again. And then just keep like every few months monitoring, especially in that year, that first year postpartum, but it can take, um, you know, around 18 or so months for your nutrient stores to fully replenish themselves after you've had a baby. So the postpartum period, I would say is like two years. We often think of it as just six weeks because that's the number that we go to make sure that our stitches are healed. But we don't realize that that six week number is not like a quantifying number that you're going to be just great. And everything is going to go back like that. It doesn't work that way. You're yeah. really most part of for a couple of years after you've had a baby. That's so crazy to think about. And also, I mean, pregnancy and birth are traumatic yes. and stress on your body. And, and I, you know, just from, working with the women that I get to work with, I know we, I think we both know that stress greatly affects your thyroid, your adrenals, your, your sex hormones, your reproductive tracts, your gut, everything. And so when your body goes through birth and you're also removing the, an an organ, your placenta, um, your body kind of, I'm, and this is just me assuming, um, but you know what happens when you assume, but your body (laughs) is, is, kind of in shock, like, whoa, what did I just go through? This is gone. This is gone. I don't need to produce this anymore. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go back and attack. Is that kind of what happens? I, you know, it's really funny you say that. Cause I remember my physician after we had our first, um, when I was postpartum, she was like, okay, it's, it took you nine to 10 months to grow the baby and birth the baby. I want you to like mentally prepare yourself and it's going to take you like nine to 10 months to start to feel like yourself again after you've had the baby. And mm. here's me being naive, you know, having been in the fitness industry for years, I worked out consistently. I ate well. And I was like nine to 10 months, that whatever, it'll take me a few months. I'll be good. And when I got to that nine to 10 month marker, I said to my husband, I was like, holy crap, she was right. Like yeah. I really, something happens. I say around like six months, you start to build routine around nine months. I started to feel my strength come back around like a year. I started to feel like myself. And as a lot of it is because of that, we look at stress and we often think like, you know, Oh, just mental stress. I had a bad day at work, but we forget that stress is physical too. And while carrying a baby and birthing a baby is an amazing thing, it's a stress on your body and you're, it's a chronic stress because you're going through nine to 10 months of that stressor of your body getting nutrients pulled away so that it can give those nutrients to baby. And so we have that nine to 10 months and then you pretty much do the equivalent of a marathon at a minimum, you know, depending on how you birth the baby with labor and delivery and you push the baby out and then your body is lacking those nutrients because it gave them the baby. It just burst its own organ out. It birthed a human out. And then we try to recover from that. And then usually we have that six month number or six week number. And then women start to go back to like their high intensity workouts and like crushing in the gym. And then they want to start dieting because they want to lose the baby weight. And we have all the stress that we just had 
And then we're adding the stress of this workouts because we want to get our body back and then we want to diet and we forget that these things are also stressors. So often women can feel awful because of just in general, you're recovering, but often it's because we're pushing ourselves too soon Mm -hmm. after we've had that baby too, and not giving our body the grace and time it fully needs to really recover and recuperate itself after going through that. Yeah. I think, you know, I can, I can only imagine what it feels like, you know, almost the whole, and, and I've thought this too, like getting your body back and yeah. I'm saying that with air quotes. Cause it's yeah. like, yeah. um, cause they can't see us, but, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's so crazy. Cause before pregnancy, I was, you know, I felt really good. I was finally feeling good again. And then pregnancy hit me and that went all out the window in a positive way. Like it's okay. It's a lot has changed <laughs> in my body and it needed to, but it's, you know, my thought is like, okay, postpartum. Yeah. I'll breastfeed and I'll do this and I'll do that. And like, my main goal isn't to lose weight, which I don't think our, our main goal postpartum should be weight loss. You know, it should be, uh, especially with thyroid, like taking care of our body and fueling ourselves and learning our body again, because it's different, but you know, as so many, so many women, I recorded a podcast with mama's maternal health and we were talking about the postpartum flare. And so many women were like, I, that explains so much of what happened. Like no one knew, or not a lot of women had heard of this concept of like, no, your body needs to like recoup, relearn itself like readjust to the lack of hormones and the new hormones and then taking care of another human. You're not sleeping. You're not like, yeah. and I think with Hashimoto's, we need another level of rest and care and grace for ourselves postpartum. You do. I, um, one of the best things my physician suggested with our first, no, she was a friend of ours too. Um, she said to my husband, she was like, you know what? So Brooke has hypothyroid. So I'm going to make a suggestion. She was like that your husband does some of the night wakings so you can get a little bit more rest. And it was one of the best things that we did because one, like my husband and I have the kind of relationship. We were just joking. And I was like, you know, I birthed a human. I carried the human. I'm feeding the human. Could you just wake up in the middle of the night a little bit and help the human so I can sleep? But also when you do have Hashis or in hypothyroid, like it's very, very critical because you do need another layer of that rest and you shouldn't be in a rush for anything to happen more. So, especially when you have Hashis and things, I think you're more in tune with being able to listen to your body and we need to let our body recover a little bit on another level. And I often suggest, especially to women who do have that is invest in like a postpartum doula or like save up during your pregnancy and having like a night nanny or somebody even for a few weeks to just help you so that you can get a little bit of that extra recovery, because it's going to be so critical to not just being able to produce breast milk, if that's important to you, but also to just helping your body and your thyroid heal Mm -hmm. and start to go into a good direction and really supporting you so that we can maybe avoid some of those postpartum mood disorders and things that can come if those things aren't in a good place. Right. Yeah. That's such a good idea. So what would you say, like, you know, you mentioned the night feedings, but what would be something you would 
ask for help with, but also mentally prepare for postpartum with Hashimoto's that would help this whole kind of flare process? You're going through. Um, depending on the person, really supporting your endocrine function. Um, I know ashwagandha is um, shown to be safer in breastfeeding. So even something like an adaptogen to help support that process through after you've had the baby to incorporate, to help support your body. But like I said, postpartum nanny, postpartum nurse, or, you know, night nanny or something so that they can help you to get a little bit more rest in the evening time. So you can get that full recovery, um, having or having somebody during the day so that you can take some more rest and naps and things, having family or friends and really incorporating when people want to come see the baby, they're coming to help you. They're not there to come hold the baby and play with the baby and then leave. They're coming to like do things so that you can take a little bit of a break and have that rest too. So really plan out. Everybody plans for the birth plan for your postpartum period, mm. anything. plan for that first six weeks after you have the baby, who's coming to help you, who's going to give you the support that you need, who's going to maybe drop off meals and maybe plan out like, Hey, I do have Hashi. So here's some things that I want to incorporate in my meals to make sure that they're going to be beneficial to me and nutrient dense to help me recover. And then that's the best thing that you can get in that time. And your responsibility in that postpartum stage is resting eating nutrient dense food so that you can recover and bonding with baby. Yeah. I love that. That's so, so, so helpful. And something I feel like, like you said, we don't really think about, you know, during pregnancy, you're thinking about pregnancy and then you eventually think about birth and then you birth the baby and everyone I've spoken to who's had a baby is like, okay, now what? (laughs) Like, No one tells you what to do postpartum and And that's why I love what you do and the work you do with women is not only do you help them through these things, we also teach them to like trust their body, love their body and kind of feel empowered to get through this. Yeah. Yeah. We plan for the birth and then we get to that postpartum stage. And I did the the same thing with our first. I was shocked. I didn't know what I didn't know and what was coming and no one told me to plan for that postpartum stage. So I tell all my clients now, you need to plan for your postpartum period more than you plan for the birth. You need to have a game plan of who's going to be there to support you. If it does mean hiring it out, maybe throughout your pregnancy, if it means saving up a little bit extra money to help have that person come help you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then planning out those foods or who's dropping it off and what you're doing there, because this is not the time to be afraid to ask for help or feel like you need to take it all on yourself. This is the time to let people come in and support you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And also, I think this is this is a time to really work on not only bonding with baby, but bonding with yourself again. Yeah, you have an entirely new life. And I hate when people say, get your body back. Like that's why we say it in quotations, right? Because your body never went anywhere. Like it's still the same body. It's still, it just did an amazing thing. It just birthed a human. Like instead of being upset at how it looks, we should be so grateful that our body just did something so awesome. And instead of rushing to look like we did before we had a baby, we should be nourishing our body and giving it the nutrients and things that needs to feel our best because you're going to get back to feeling like yourself again, but how you feel is going to make a major difference in how you treated yourself in that postpartum period. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's also like you, you keep saying, getting the support, not just for baby, but for you, if that's a therapy, a therapist, a coach, 
Um, you know, just having people on your team that you can talk to about what's going on that may be able to offer some insight that you're not thinking of because you have so much going on. There's so many things that go through mentally for a woman too, after you have a baby, because you just did all of this, right? Your life just did a complete 180. Your body's not entirely your own for a little bit. If you're breastfeeding, right? You got another human depending on you. And I remember after our first, after like the first week that my husband went back to work, I called him in tears and I was like, you have to come home. Like I can't even brush my teeth. I don't feel like myself. And no one told me that I was going to be like that. I didn't expect what happened and I wasn't prepared for that. And you, you truly need to understand that in that first few weeks, it's going to be tough especially after your first, because you just don't know what's coming. And, and so many things can change based off of baby too. So you need to just give yourself grace and let that happen. But after that, it's more so, yes, finding a therapist, finding somebody to talk to because your life just changed. Your life just went from like you being able to do whatever you want to do when you want to do it to now you have another human that's depending on you. And, you know, there's another layer of things in there and that's something that to work through and women don't talk about it as much because it's something that we almost feel shameful about. We almost feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm not a good mom. If I'm not like always joyful and excited during all of this time, because it's a tough time sometimes. And sometimes if you have a rough pregnancy or, moms don't always bond with baby right away because you're just not feeling like yourself. And there's so many different reasons that this can happen, but it's okay to talk about it because the more women feel alone with it, the harder time they have with it. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's not easy. I think, you know, I work with a lot of women postpartum and it's, one of the main things that we do is talk about how my, how your mindset affects everything and you know your mind creates your reality and I think we often forget that we still have to take care of ourselves and put ourselves at the top of the totem pole too or the pyramid whatever it is because our lives are just as important as this new human's life and if we're not taking care of ourselves and trusting in our body and giving ourselves grace you know it, it it can really really affects everything in your life. We have this picture of how we think motherhood should go. And I think sometimes that guilt creeps in when it doesn't go that way. And then we feel bad and we feel like we're less than, or we're not as good of, or we did something wrong because it's not going that way. Right. And that's really not the reality. The reality is it just didn't go that way. And, and, the reality is so many people have so many different experiences, but we need to talk about it more. So other women understand that we're all going to have a totally different experience. And it's a safe space to say like, Hey, I'm having a hard time or I'm struggling or I'm not finding joy in motherhood, or I'm not feeling like myself right now, because if we don't support women in understanding that, then we're going to continue to stay in these places. And And postpartum mood disorders are a real thing and they can come from so many different sources. One of those can be not recovering properly and not giving yourself that grace. And the other Mm -hmm. things can be the guilt and things that set in when it doesn't go the way you think it should. And you feel like you're failing in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. This is so helpful for, I think anyone, even if they have children or, you know, they, any birthing person, I think it's so 
wonderful that you're here because you, you went through a lot of what we're talking about and you realize that it doesn't have to go this way and that you can get help and that you can, we just don't need to put so much pressure on ourselves to be this perfect human being after going through something that's stressful, traumatic, beautiful, but a lot on our bodies. And I really love your message and that you talk about this. So thank you so much. It's really helped me um, in my journey and preparing whatever I'm trying not to think so far ahead to postpartum, but you're right. You, you should, you know, you kind of got to have to, you, at the end of the day, if you have a partner, you're a team and as a team, you know, something we discussed too is like, okay, you know, whatever your goals are, your feeding goals are, you know, make it work for you, your schedule and your partner's schedule. That way you both can support each other. And I think that's such a beautiful lesson, but also, you know, I think one of the main things that I'm getting out of our conversation is that, you know, it's going to be difficult and that's okay, but I I don't have to be superwoman here and I don't have to expect my body to bounce back and, and, you know, do all these things that I would never expect anyone else to do. You don't know. I think that's the best thing to get out of it is you shouldn't try to be superwoman. You shouldn't put that pressure on yourself. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, when you have young kids, there's so many people who want to tell you what to do and give you advice on how to do it. Like starts once pregnancy hits, the best thing I did for myself was I stopped. I was like, you know what? And you can just draw some boundaries there. And it, and people, I think, have the best intentions with it. It can just be a boundary of, you know what? I think we're just going to figure out what's best for us with our family and work with our pediatrician. Or I'm working with my doctor on it, right? Because sometimes a lot of those advice things can make you feel like you're going in so many different directions. And at the end of the day, I always tell my women, like, you're the mom for a reason. You have intuition, listen to yourself, listen to what you know you should be doing. And don't put that pressure of the external advice or what other people are doing or what their experience was like on there, because they're not probably not telling you about the stuff that they were struggling with during that time too. Right. Yeah, it's so true. So, so true. Brooke, this was so amazing. So helpful. You know, before we leave, I would love for you to leave everyone listening with like your number one postpartum flare tip other than like getting help at night. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, the best thing that I loved postpartum that was huge for me was Epsom salt baths Mm -hmm. and just like I blocked off 20 minutes a day for myself. My husband took the baby and I went and sat in a salt bath and just let my body recover and chill. And I did some breath work when I was laying there. So good. Yes. I love it. Simple stuff can make a massive difference. (laughs) Seriously. One, one thing I always say like one thing for you a day, and it doesn't have to be this long, like dragged out sage process flipping cards it could be a 10 minute thing break you just need to like pause for a minute but I love that so good Brooke so what do you have going on how can people reach out to you how can they work with you 
Yeah. So there's two ways people can work with me right now um, through private coaching. And then I have a program called the motherhood reset. It's an eight week program centered around after you've had kids, at least six months out of that stage where we focus on just getting you feeling your best nutrition to support your hormones, movement to support your hormonal function. And then the lifestyle factors that we need as a mom to be able to simply apply so that we can show up our best in motherhood. I love it. So, so, so good. So good. So where can we find you? Um, Instagram is probably the easiest. It's Brooke Rozzi, um, okay. R-O-Z-Z-I-E. My last name's pretty complicated. So <laughs> we just simplify it. <laughs> love it. So everything will be posted down in the show notes, guys. Brooke, thank you so much for coming. This was so, so, so helpful. And just thank you for doing what you do. You really help a lot of women. Thanks, Chelsea.